You're listening to Teacher Features, a podcast where real educators evaluate teachers from film and television and discuss what Hollywood gets right and wrong about education. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Teacher Features. I'm Jake Scott. And I'm Katherine Hoberg. This week, we did a teacher evaluation of Miss Shields, the teacher from A Christmas Story. You're listening to Teacher Features. As always, we start with a summary of the movie. Uh, this is, again, a movie that has the teacher in a pretty limited role. She's only in a handful of scenes. So, Catherine, will you read your summary for us? Uh, in A Christmas Story, Ralphie wants a Red Rider BB gun, but all the adults in his life think it is not a good idea. So, he goes through the holiday season trying to convince them otherwise. Then he gets one and he shoots his eye out. Yeah. No. <laughs> he doesn't actually. Yeah, shoot your eye out. All right, so great. So um, so we're focused on Miss Shields, and she's she's in the movie. Um, she's sort of a, I mean, she's in a, a fair amount. Yeah. She's not in a ton, but there are quite a few scenes that take place There are three people that are anti-BB gun, and she is one of the she three. She is one of them, yes. Uh, all right, so let's start with what she does well. So, so watching this movie, what does she do well? Well, one thing that I thought that she did well is she had, like, this very calm voice about her. That, like, when things were bad, she just had this, like, same tone. And sometimes that can be really boring, I think, for kids. But sometimes I feel like I'm, like, over-expressive with my voice. And, like, there was something about her tone of voice that I was like, man, like, it was just, she was level. She was really level. I mean, even when, so in the movie Flick, this Flick. one kid with a stupid first name. And they did, was it a nickname? Did they ever say? No, I don't know. Is but it, she anyway. called the mom and said Flick, the other mom. So if it's a nickname, it's a widely accepted nickname. Yes. So when Flick sticks his tongue to the metal post after and gets the stuck. Triple Dog Dare. After the Triple Dog Dare, uh, Miss Shields looks out the window and sees Flick after she notices he's missing. And she goes to get him and she stays super calm in that like, I would not be super I would not be super calm. Um and her class also stayed really calm. Yeah. Like, I mean, they went to the window to look, but that was a pretty minor yeah. like disruption in the class they were if my class did that after seeing something as out of the ordinary as somebody <laughs> stuck to a pole in the schoolyard i think they would freak out yeah. my kids would lose their minds like they saw somebody so my classroom is uh our window overlooks the staff parking lot yes and sometimes at my school people park and then like double park other people in oh. so they assume that the person's gonna stay there all day and so they just park behind them so there's like two rows of cars and that first row can't get out oh that's nice. and so occasionally someone in that first row does have to leave before the second row has to that's has really to really exciting and so they make an announcement on the loudspeaker like uh if you drive a brown chevy pinto you need to go out and move it right now somebody is trying to leave immediately and Every time it happens, my kids are like, ooh, and we run to the window to see who, who parked wrong and it, and kind of glare at them while they go move their car. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it was Miss So-and-So today. She moved, she didn't park in the right spot. She's not supposed to do that. That's exciting. Um, and once we caught two middle schoolers cutting class, walking away, uh, and so like, we got on the phone and called the office, and I was like, Kids, who are they? What are their names? And the kids told me, and I reported them so they could go. <laughs> well, I have them a super huge window too outside my classroom. Only it's right on like the train line. Oh, so, so you see a lot of trains. This year, 
every single time a train goes by, I have this one student who's like the goofy one in my class. Every time he yells, runaway train, like super loud. (laughs) And it is like, we all, and like, we all laugh about it because it's super funny because he's yelling runaway train. I also have this staircase outside my window because like they added a, they added a an addition onto our school and they had to build a fire escape. So I've got this like stairway like right in front of my window. Oh, it's super weird. And right below the stairway, there's like this little funnel where like the water comes out. Like if it's raining or like the snow is melting and my students are obsessed with the water spout (laughs) because sometimes it's like gushing water and they're like it's a flood and then one time it must have the temperature dropped so the water froze as it was coming out and the kids were just like they were losing it mesmerized so i have no idea how miss shields kept them so calm when a kid was stuck stuck to a pole because when we have water coming out of the chute or a runaway train we're just, we're enamored Yeah, by it. so whatever she did to to set up uh, her expectations. Yeah, they, class, those kids like, didn't mess around. They didn't mess yeah. around. And, and yeah, they really didn't ever no. mess around. They yes. fell in line so quick. That was one of the things I said as a positive. In the, I think our introduction to her, all the kids have these fake teeth that they put in. Yeah. And everyone in the class is in on the joke. And as soon yeah. as Miss Shields comes in, they all put the teeth in and are giggling, and she just stands there and holds her hand out, and they all, uh, and then yeah. d- hand over the teeth. But she doesn't yell at them or yeah. scold them. She just hands holds her hand out and, and gets them so they can start class. But... I had that as a negative. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. we'll talk about that later. Let's though. wait till... Yeah. But I thought that was kind of a positive yeah. thing because she she didn't, like, She's calm. blow up at them. She was just calm, no. and she didn't even say anything. She just held her hand out. So, like, whatever her expectation is for their behavior and performance in yes. that class, all it took was a hand gesture, and they immediately fell in yeah. line. I also appreciate her urgency. Like, the flick is stuck to this pole. And if you notice, when she goes out, she's just wearing her boots. She's not even wearing a jacket. That's right. She just went right out, and then before you and know it. And we know it's cold, because that cold one out. kid is dressed as, like, in yes. ten layers. Which I have a story about diffuser. that. So then the fire department's there, and the police are there, which is like, man, I was like, this is a really serious incident. But she, like, understood the urgency. She did. She was, like, getting out there to save well, flick. who called them? I don't know. She didn't. Someone must have. She might, maybe did. on the way to the office, she said. Like, okay. she was going down. and The kid in, like, the crazy amounts of layers, though, Randy. The annoying little brother, yeah. To me, like, when they started getting ready for school, that is the experience that every kindergartner, oh, kindergarten yeah. or first grade teacher has had. Because the effort that that mom is doing to get them dressed to go to school, the teacher then deals with trying to do, like, 20 to, to undo 30. It, yeah. Undo it, and then put it back on for recess, uh-huh. and take it off for recess, and then and put then it the back on the end of the day. Yeah. So for some reason, that just made me laugh excessively, because I know that feeling of, like, I can't move my arms. Uh-huh. And you're like, whatever your mother or father sent you with, that's what we're putting on. So they've got, like, these hats, and then you're trying to get the boots, and then the jacket gets stuck with the zipper. Like, for me, that was the most relatable moment of the entire movie. <laughs> See, you've never probably have done that. I haven't. I have sent um, students in my class, because I've taught fourth and fifth grade, to the kindergarten to help at the end of the day. Oh, so, that's like, really... if they earn a reward or if they. Oh, you would come help my volunteer. kids sometimes. Yeah, yes. sometimes my kids would do that. But I've had kids do that because, yeah, they're, they're really overwhelmed at the end of the day when yes. these kids are trying to all get ready. The boots, it takes so and then much the, extra sometimes time. Sometimes the kids have had the boots on the wrong feet, and then they don't bring the shoes, and so they're wearing the boots all day. Or they do the order wrong. Where, like, they put oh, their mittens yes, on they put the mittens and then on can't do and anything. Then they, and then you have, like, 20 hands coming up to you, all wanting you to tuck their mittens into their sleeve. Uh-huh. 
when they just should have put the men's on. Yeah, first and they need to do like the, the pole thing, and then oh. some kids have the string that yeah. attaches the two mittens or the clips. It's just. It's a lot to deal with. It's a lot. And so that was like the perfect example of it. They did not show the teacher having to deal with all of it, but I bet Miss Shields would have been a pro. She probably would have, yeah. She probably would have had them making a little assembly line. Something, yeah. To get the the mittens and everything on and off. That was my favorite part of the whole movie. So I have another positive. Um, We don't get a ton of information about this, but when – when we get to see uh, what's going on in the classroom, this the chalkboard behind her has, on one side it has like, name this tune and a bunch of music stuff. It's Yankee Doodle. It, well, it's labeled Yankee Doodle. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. And then there's all these math problems on the board as well. So you can see that she has, like, she's appealing to some musical intelligence there. But oh. that's a different kind of thing to have on the board. Like, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I saw that whole thing because it was Yankee Doodle handwriting and then arithmetic yep and i was like what in the world is she teaching like how do all these things go together she does jump around quite a bit yeah i mean she has them turn in their their essays or their themes their themes and then immediately jumps to something else um yeah no but i thought that was interesting like the stuff she was written on the board like you could see that they were going to do some math problems so she had like there was some evidence of academic yeah things happening in the class yeah um i guess i didn't think so i thought that was kind of good and i I like the idea of having the um like, are they learning how to read music in that class? That woman must teach such a wide variety of stuff. If yeah, that's the case. I didn't think of it that way. I was just like, why in the world is there a Yankee Doodle? I mean, that also, the other thing I liked about her classroom is it was so orderly. Yeah. And like, that's maybe why her kids were so yeah. orderly as well. Like, the books on the back shelf were just immaculate. Yeah, I and love lined an orderly up there. room. Yeah. That's what my room is kind of like. It's a, is it really? Yeah, I'm a little obsessive compulsive about the way things are organized because I feel like then the kids like the kids can be in chaos themselves but like if they're in chaos in an ordered room it then helps it feels more yes exactly and it's like they learn that it's a place that you respect and it's a place that you take care of right. well also like if you have something nice you just take better care of it so if the yeah, room if exactly. you can see that somebody's put exactly energy yep. and effort into making an environment that's yep. welcoming no and, I agree and orderly like you're, you're and it, it was like you're she was very minimalistic in how she decorated it she really was with a couple of things I'll talk about in the bads later but it was very like nothing was overly distracting for the students in that room I felt no not she really she had like crap hanging off the ceilings and like just that window mostly. That was just the biggest the distraction. Exactly. And that was really enjoyable. And Ralphie's own mind. That oh, was just a Ralphie. Um, the other thing that I loved, and I don't know, like this really could be a bad thing, the lecture <laughs> that she gives to them. So oh, Flick like has about his... guilt. So so Flick gets stuck on the on the flagpole with And his no tongue, one fesses up. And no one fesses up. The other boys kinda of goaded him into it. And then yeah. no one fesses up. Um and so she just addresses and the And she goes and something so, like, the guilt you feel is far worse than any punishment I could give you. And there was something about, like, her doing, like, I know I've had moments like that where I go on, like, this tangent. But the way she did it, like, I felt like she wasn't yelling at them. She was being honest, like, you know what, guys? You just got this kid's tongue stuck to a pole. Like, how do you feel about that? She didn't say it, like, in that real language, but I kind of enjoyed her lecture. You thought that was an okay way to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, because what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? You're Yell not gonna... at them and, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it seemed... <laughs> you was... must feel terrible. The remorse you must feel. Like, for some reason, it just made me laugh. And I think that's a very relatable teacher moment. Yeah. Where you go on this tangent and you're, like, trying to get them to, like, care about something that either no one's fessing up to. Like, one time a penguin in my room broke. 
So Catherine has a collection I have of penguins. An excessive have been, yeah. collection of penguins in my classroom. Most of them are gifts, right? Yeah, At all this... the students give me penguins. Like yeah. I never buy a penguin. I am wearing penguin socks right now, though. <laughs> um, and one time this penguin broke, and the feet broke off, and it was last year. <clears> and I told my fifth graders, I was like, guys, I'm like, these, I can't even say it with this, these penguins are gifts from students. I would hope that if you broke a penguin, that like you would know that I cared enough about you that you would come forth and like be honest about the breaking of a penguin in the classroom. And it was like this this soapbox moment of me where I felt like, what am I even? Did it work? Did someone? No come? one fessed oh, up yeah, about well. the penguin. And I think with Miss Shields, that always happens. No Miss Shields, up. like as soon as she gives that speech, I think the voiceover that Ralphie says is like. Adults love to say stuff like yes. this. It doesn't work. <laughs> I know. So, so I did it. it you wasn't, felt it somehow I, it, cathartic, but it, it's not effective. Exactly. It wasn't necessarily. I, I felt like it was good, though, to explain that, like, even if you don't fess up for something, like, think about what you've done. I felt like it was a point of reflection for the sure. kids. I've also done the point of reflection. Like, I don't think she really thought anybody was going to come forward. No, I think. Yes. Prob- yeah, no. So I do don't really know if it was beneficial. Maybe I just really enjoyed it because I've had a relatable teacher moment like that. I think it was better than like Screaming. shouting at them yeah. or something, or or sending fine, them but... all to the behavior room or something like that, or assuming you knew who it was when you didn't know who it right. was. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's. I guess she dealt with it fine. I. I yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I think my only other thing that I thought was really uh, good about her teaching was just it kind of goes along with what we've already been saying about her, like the way she carries herself. Like yeah. she always has very good posture, and she always has like, kind of a. Uh, tone of voice that means business. Yeah. So I felt like that just conveys a high expectation for a student and also is like a calm, reliable authority for the yeah. kids to have. So it's like just just kind of a reliable presence in the room. So I thought she carried herself in a way that conveys high expectations for her kids. Yeah. And and like Ralphie wanted to meet them. Like he wanted the teacher to like oh, that he essay. Definitely did. That was the only other thing this is a good and a bad. Do you have any other goods? Like, it's like my good and my bad. bad. Okay. This is like my transition. Okay. So the the theme or the essay about what you want for Christmas, like that was super relevant for him. Like mm-hmm. he went home and he like started working on that. Like yes. it, he felt purposeful. So that was the positive. It was relevant to him. Yeah. So she, de- as soon as she gave that assignment, I guess we don't know what the other kids felt about it, but all yes. of them turned it in on time. So yes. she's got that routine down. Ralphie put it in a special, like, red folder. He did, yeah. So he felt very – she she picked an assignment that, that engaged yes. the kids and got them very excited about it. Let's move on to Beth because yeah. I think so I know this, what you're going to yeah, say. It's like there was so much Christmas stuff in that room. The essay was about Christmas. There was Santa Claus in the back. I think there was a Christmas tree. And I'm just like, man, like – I've had this. Was there a Christmas there tree? There was in a. The, I in wrote the room? it. I wrote it. Okay, I don't remember that. Christmas tree and Santa, right? The writing assignment and the gift giving, where they all had to pile up the presents on her desk. Like there was an element. They didn't have to give her gifts. I, well, how would you feel if you're the kid coming in and everybody's putting a gift on the teacher's desk and you don't have one? Yeah. How would you feel? Well, yeah. I would feel really bad. But she wasn't requiring. That was just there like was a cultural a weird, norm of I their don't know. community. There was that something. was just what they were expected. Like, so I understand that probably everyone in that classroom celebrated Christmas. Right. Well, this is a different time. Exactly. Too. Like, but like right now, like I think if I did that in my classroom, like how inappropriate that would be. Oh, to put absolutely. up a Christmas absolutely. like, and like I know we've had 
discussions before about like when we do holiday sing-alongs mm-hmm. and all the songs are Christmas songs, but yet there are students in the school and the community that are not Christian. Right. I have a yeah, problem with that. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I would love to hear because you and I used to work in a community that was predominantly Christian. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I went to a school holiday sing-along in that community, my jaw dropped because like, it felt like being at a church service. You did Away in the Manger. Yeah, like there were it some It wasn't songs like Rudolph. Like, yeah, it wasn't like secular holi- like winter songs. Like Frosty the Snowman is-, is Like it was, t- like it they was had like, some of those. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I don't and think they then, did that one, but it was- And then we were trying to, then you could tell that they were, tra- they like, I think some people complained about it. Did people? I did. Oh, okay. I, I said I, say, I wonder if community members did. I like, did. And then they tried to make it like, then they put in the, the dreidel song. Yeah, they threw in like oh one or two my songs God. To, to diversify it a little bit. So it wasn't just Christmas. but. So I think the thing that's really hard about that is because I know in that community, like there were like high quality educators putting on that program. Mm-hmm. And it's this balance between trying to meet a community's needs well, and uphold the community's definitely, traditions. Yeah, the community definitely, like, that reflected the majority view of the community. Like, it definitely was. Um, I guess my only question is, but is like, like, are you looking out for the ones who don't? Like, exactly. Like, like did school we, school should be a place for everyone, not. Exactly. Like, yeah. do we really know that there were students in that community? Like, if I felt uncomfortable... I wonder if students would even feel comfortable speaking up about it exactly. anyway. Like, would a parent say, like, like, is it a fight you want to... Exactly, the, like, you know? That, that's a tough role. There has to be a way, like, the community is... Refle- I don't know. We just don't even do one at my new school, and I like that just fine. Yeah, we do a concert, Save. but we do, like, a pop con. Like, we don't do... It doesn't have... Yeah. I, I would say, like... For me, like, I've been to schools where they have a big to-do at holiday time, and and my school, we don't really do anything. And I would say I prefer where we don't really do anything. We do a little classroom celebration. Nothing to do with Christmas, more to do with, like, let's celebrate our time together before we all have to say goodbye for a couple weeks. Yeah, so I just... I think that's just a way to keep people happy. And, like, if you want to celebrate Christmas, go ahead at home. No, because I even know, like, probably some of the best teachers that I know... Sometimes them like make choices to do holiday things. Like I know a lot of teachers do like the elf. So and I like and like I res- like respect them. And like I would feel if I had a child, I would feel so comfortable and overjoyed to have my child in any of their classrooms. But like for me professionally, that is a choice that I I feel uncomfortable. Oh, with. if my kid was in a class where they were doing elf on the shelf, I would be on the phone so fast. I would be that that parent who is being annoying yeah. and like. That would drive me crazy. I think Elf on the Shelf. Here's what I think about Elf on the Shelf. I think Elf on the Shelf is just a cute little version of Big Brother teaching kids about, like, surveillance is the reason you're being good because someone's watching you. Oh, is that, that builds the... no character at oh, all. Oh, is he watching them for Santa? Elf is... oh, I never knew Elf... so much. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to lie to your children and tell them that the elf is reporting on you to, to Santa. Santa. Oh, I didn't know that. It's just... It's the kind of manipulative garbage that I hate. And so, like, if my kid's teacher was doing Elf on the Shelf, I would be on the phone with that principal so fast. Yeah, and I don't know if they're – I don't know if they're doing, like, the surveillance part of Elf on the Shelf. That's the Elf on the Shelf's sole purpose. Oh, okay. To survey. Okay. Like, he is 
a tool of Santa to serve. To, <laughs> he is one of Santa's minions out to watch children and report back. Like, it's a way to scare them into complying with good behavior. That's what the elf on the shelf is. And these are Jake's views. Catherine is looking at me like, no, like I, I am terrible. I just, like, no, I don't think you're terrible. I just know a lot of wonderful educators that do it. And so yeah, I would just I, I would, would just want to know the reasoning. Maybe they have a different reasoning behind it. I'm not saying that I might. would do that. And I don't think that really Christmas stuff in the classroom is not something that I support. But I would just like to hear their opinion about it. Sure. If you disagree with me about Elf on the Shelf, feel free to argue online. I would love to argue with you about Elf on the Shelf. All right, so let's talk about some other things she didn't do well. Um, Catherine, you said you had another one. Yeah, well, you had mentioned it before with, like, the kids with the teeth uh-huh. at the beginning, and then she took them all away, and she put them in the drawer. And, like, I guess I'm just – that clearly is, like, her teaching style. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have laughed really hard if all the kids had done that with their teeth. I would. I also think I would have laughed at that because it it's takes such like planning. What, a, what a great classroom what community you've planning. built that every kid is going to be in on that joke. Like exactly. they didn't leave anybody out. That's a remarkable uh, teamwork that it yes. required to get that joke off the and, ground. And we did something like obviously like, I was leading the joke this year, but you know the mannequin challenge. Oh yeah, definitely. we've got these like three no two kids that like go to a different teacher for a little bit for some reading some math work and then they come back. And they're kind of always like they're at the center of the classroom. Like mm-hmm. they like they have a lot of power in that space. And so then we decided to play the mannequin challenge on that when they left. So we closed the door because we knew what time they were coming back in. And all of my class, like we all froze when the door started opening. And this kid walks in and like he doesn't notice at first. He's looking around and also goes, oh, man, I know what you guys are doing. And we all just started laughing. And, like, to me, that was a moment for her to, like. To have a laugh Yes. Or yeah. And to show her kids, like, how the, the, she thinks they're funny. I remember when I was in school, in college, like, in my teacher class, and one of the teachers talked about there's some philosophy that's like, don't smile till Christmas. Have you heard that before? Uh, yeah, I would be. Like, I, and I've never done that, but, like. I can't even. But not it would be so in a weird. Yeah. It would be so strange. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Seemed, that. I mean, I, she was super she old school, have... but like, I mean, this took place in an old school. What oh year God. is this? It's like the thirties. Thirties. Yeah. But... I think if I'd been in the nineteen thirties and all the kids had fake teeth, I would have giggled. Maybe. I would have pulled up my own pair. Yeah, that would have been the best if she had her own pair. Um, my kids, they like the mannequin challenge a lot, and yeah. they also like to do Andy's coming. Oh, have gosh. Have you so seen that? They're obsessed oh, they're with obsessed it. with Andy's coming. So Andy from Toy Story, like the thing in Toy Story, every time Andy's coming, the toys have to go back into Toy State. Yeah. And so they, like the kids think it's so funny to say, Andy's coming, and then drop to the floor and play dead. <laughs> and it's so dumb, but it's they really They really enjoy funny. it. Like, it's the most harmless kind of fun. Like, so yeah. I don't discourage, you know, the things kids do are. It's like, let's get some enjoyment from them. Yeah, why not? Do it. Like, was, yeah, that was There's so many fun. things they could be all doing the that kids. are. All the, all the kids. All the kids were involved, yeah. I remember when I was in fifth grade, we would do things like, we would just plan like, okay, at 11.55, everybody start humming. And so we would all be watching the clock and gate. And the teachers must have known something up because all of us were like, just had these stupid grins on our face and we kept watching the clock. Then all of a sudden, and then the teacher's like, "Do they laugh? Or they get in trouble?" I, we did it to two different people. One of them was like, "Okay, I know what you're doing. You can just stop now." And we kept doing it, and then he just waited us out. And then, um, but our music teacher in elementary school, 
I think we, it was like, okay, at a certain time, everybody cross and uncross your legs repeatedly. So we just were like <laughs> sitting in chairs and then crossing and uncrossing our legs over and over and over again. And she just went, like, she freaked out. Mad? She was, she, no, like, like, like unhinged where it was like, stop, stop, what are you doing? Like, I think she might have cried. I might be remembering it wrong. If anybody went to elementary school with me, like, tell me what our music teacher did when that happened. I remember her, like, flipping out to the point where we were like, oh, no, they're going to have to take her away. Like, like she's responding too much to this. That's funny. Um, That's really funny. But yeah, I think like if the class Let's is gonna it a if the bit. class is gonna band together like that, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like seeing my Let kids enjoy work together, it. even if it's working together for something silly. Another thing I think that their school needs is probably uh, better recess supervision <laughs> because like it took them a long time to realize a kid was stuck to a pole, and it wasn't even hidden. It was like right out in front of the school. Yeah. So like the fact that it took them that long to go help what's this kid's name flick or something flick. flick the fact that it took them that long to go help flick off that pole is a little concerning they must have been for some reason afraid to not be there on time not be there on time because like ralphie is so concerned that the bell rang that he has yeah. to go they're just trained to do it um so they need to like think for themselves a or little maybe more. they didn't know what to do so it was a good excuse well to then leave. they should have told the teacher like hey our buddy is <laughs> licked a pole and he's stuck out there uh, Catherine, did you see anything else you didn't like about yeah, Ms. Shields' practices? Yeah, there's just one more thing. I thought her grading was really odd. Because, like, if you think the kid's nine years old, so he's in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't know when I've ever given, like, A, B, C grades or A plus C plus. Like, it just seemed like there was, like, no rubric for it, and there was no reason why he got a C plus. Except for I, you'll shoot your eye out. I wrote the same yeah, thing. Yeah, that was the only weird thing like, So she gives that assignment their theme, which is an essay, which I've never heard it okay. called that. That's interesting. So she gives the assignment, like, you will write a theme about what I want for Christmas. Yeah. And so she hands back the paper, which this was another thing that I wrote down when I saw this, like, her handwriting on the chalkboard is beautiful. The her handwriting on the paper looks scribble, like scrabble. weird scribbles with crayons. It's very weird. Yeah. So her assignment was incredibly vague. She gave yeah. no like criteria for Yeah, I think she quality. was grading she just... whether or not they picked a good Christmas gift. So Ralphie was obviously really eager to please his teacher, and he really wanted it. He thought he had done an amazing, amazing job, job in his assignment. He handed in and thought he was going to be like congratulated by the class. King of the class. King of the, the world. Um, but she hated it. A plus, it. A plus. Yeah, she thought, he, he thought he had done great work. And so I think that just goes to show she had not given yeah. them any kind of um, criteria for what a good assignment was because he had no idea. The he was only, so... The only comment, was, you're going to shoot your eye yeah, out. Yeah, C plus. And there were no marks on it, so I it's know. like, was it penmanship? Was it just... She seemed very concerned with margin I size, know. I guess. And is that on the way home when he got in the fight after the paper? I think so, yeah. Yeah, see, damaging. There was no advice on how to improve. Like, he has no idea why yeah. a C plus. So it, the grading was... um was too vague and, and it, yeah, it didn't, it was not meaningful feedback. Yeah. So I think she needs to improve that because anybody can just write a random letter on the yeah. paper. Yeah, I agree. All right, now let's talk about what we think Miss Shields can do to improve. I've got two. Okay. No, I've got three. Em. Oh, let's hear them. All right. One, she needs to like learn to laugh a little bit. Lighten up? Lighten up. Sure. Okay. Two, she needs to get all the Christmas stuff out of her classroom. Yep. Agree. And three, she needs to get like a good rubric. I agree. I, I'm right there with you. I think um, 
Christmas thing. I mean, we're we're obviously judging this movie that takes place in the 30s by our modern standards. Yeah. But yeah, like if she was teaching today, I'd say get rid of that stuff. Uh, the classroom arrangement, I wouldn't have them all in rows facing mm-hmm. the teacher. Oh, the last thing I would say improve like on your um, academic feedback when you she's got to fix her grading practice, and then when you give feedback on a paper. Nice handwriting. Yeah, let's make it more legible. And don't scrawl all over the paper like that. Like, um, yeah, it, it, it was terrible. So, all right. Uh, let's move on to our rating. Do you have, so we have a scale, exemplary, proficient, developing, or ineffective. So I, do you, you have any, I was going to say, like, I don't even know that it's necessary to grade her because she's, it's such a different it's almost not fair to hold someone in the 1930s to our modern standards because teaching and education has changed so much. I think for her situation, like if she was teaching now, there are things that she's doing that would be kind of frowned upon or like not best practices, but it seemed to be working perfectly for what was the norm of the time. So I would say she's probably a proficient or exemplary teacher for her situation. I think if she was teaching next door to me, I would say she's proficient. Mm -hmm. Um, with some areas to improve, but she definitely had those kids like do the academic feedback thing is a problem. But, um, so the, I, I mean, you can't, this yeah. is another thing. Like you can't necessarily say a teacher is one thing. Like in some areas she's developing in some areas, she's proficient in some areas. She's exemplary in some areas. She's ineffective, like recess supervision. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like she's almost like, she's seems to be doing a good job, a proficient job. But there are things that I would improve. Um, but I almost don't think it's fair to hold her to yeah. our standards. What well, What would you say? Did well, you... I think there really wasn't an opportunity to see like whether academically they grew at all. So I think like academic wise, you can't really rate her. But like she was proficient in how she managed her classroom. Her management strategy was obviously working. So I would call her a proficient teacher. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the academics was unclear. They were all able to write an essay. They were no. They were able to write a, a theme. theme. <laughs> All right. Uh, are we taking any lessons from Miss Shields? Is there anything we can use and apply in our classroom? I need to be a little bit more mindful of, like, staying calm and using a voice that's, like, not rising as much, I think. Oh, sure. Just that um, that constancy and the, um, Just a li- the calm the demeanor. Cal- I need to be a little calmer, I think. I think also I like – I think she kept a really orderly, neat classroom, and I think when I get to school on Monday, I'm going to do some cleaning. Maybe I've honestly thought of um, opening a business – where oh. I would clean and organize people's classrooms. Oh, gosh. That sounds like a nightmare. I would be really good at it. Yeah. So future business. Well, if you want to hire Catherine. If you want to hire me to clean and organize your classroom. contact us and she'll come help you. I'll decorate as well. I'll come help too. Like mostly here's like. Throw it. We'll say throw it away a lot. Recycle it. Recycle it. All right. So I think that's all we have to say about Miss Shields. Um, it's an, she's an interesting teacher. It's like It's definitely a different era. So I think that's all we have to say about Miss Shields. Thank you so much for listening. This was kind of our special holiday episode. Oh, and thank you to um, my coworker Amy for recommending this movie to us on Facebook. Yes, thank you very much. And if you have a movie that you think we should watch and evaluate, uh, please get at us on Facebook or Twitter. We'd love to hear what you think. And have a happy holiday season. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Teacher Features. Please subscribe to the podcast and write a review on iTunes. It helps our listeners discover the show. Also, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at PodcastPLC to share your opinions about the teachers we discuss on the show. We love to hear what you think.
Thanks. Bye. We had a Polish spider on my Christmas tree. Who's we? My family. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. You can do yeah. whatever you want on your and, family. And, but the, the spider didn't watch us. Like when we... I wasn't done with the spider. Oh, so... <laughs> the spider, each evening, would climb up a little bit on the tree. And then on Christmas morning, the spider would have made it to the top of the tree. And it would be on top of the angel. Oh. We also weren't allowed to put the baby Jesus in the little crib in the manger until Christmas morning. Where was he before that? We would hide him underneath. <laughs> so for the longest time, I thought Santa, the things that Santa did was put baby Jesus in the crib and eat the cookies. <laughs> the, the spider worked on its own. <laughs>